Hello and welcome to the seventh ever episode of the Blue Side of New York Sports Podcast and the fifth episode in the immediate reaction series to NYCFC. Tonight's game between NYCFC and DC United saw one of the most frustrating performances from NYCFC all season, to put it lightly. The game would end nil-nil between NYCFC and DC United. Before I get into my immediate reaction, let's talk about the lineup for the boys in blue. So, the normal defensive pairing of Moderita, Collins, Cheneau, Sinnerholm, of course, Sean Johnson in goal, James Sands as a defensive-minded midfielder, and then the midfield elsewhere consisted of Alexander Rin, Maxi Morales, Keaton Parks, Jesus Medina, and its striker, Aber. Now, let's take a look at the facts, also known as the stats, and the stat line for this game is absolutely insane. NYCFC had nearly 70% of possession. They had nine corner kicks to DC United's none. Um, NYCFC racked up 19 total shots to DC United's zero. NYCFC had four shots on target to DC United's zero. Notice in the pattern here. DC United defended for their lives, and at the end of the day, they got they got the job done because they pretty clearly were playing for a point and they got that point. But moving on now into my immediate reactions, it's just frustrating. It really is frustrating. I mean, NYCFC had so many chances. You know, I Abear in the first half. It's just Abear looked really good um, last game. And it just didn't happen today. It was, you know, things were looking up. And I still think, you know, you can't win every game. I think it was a, a bit unrealistic to expect that. I don't think anyone did. But this was a, a game that you kind of should have won. That you really deserve to win. But they couldn't finish. I mean, he, it, the story was the inability to finish. Keenan Parks, the first half. You know, as I've as I previously mentioned, Bear wasting a beautiful ball for Maxi Morales. Just, just endless opportunities, it seemed like. Just not being able to put any of them away. You know, there were, to be fair, for what it's worth, there was one or two opportunities here and there that were nicely saved by DC United's keeper, Sites, who is... Not the normal starter. That would be Bill Hamid. But as I said before reading off the stats, absolutely incredible stat line. It is mind-boggling. Some questionable calls or non-calls in the game, not to use that excuse, but there was a possible handball on former NYCFC defender Frederick Bouillant. That was not called. It was looked at, uh, but decided... That it did not need to be reviewed. I think what it comes down to, honestly, is everything looked good apart from the finishing. And obviously, at the end of the day, that's what matters because that's what's going to that's what's going to be the difference between one point and three points. And so, while I think it's going to be mixed reactions about you know 
a road game in MLS, even though it's not normal circumstances, it still is a road game. You get a, a point where you maintain your playoff position. Again, DC United um, in the standings is behind you. So obviously it's a much different story if DC United pick up three points as an NYCFC drop out of the playoff spots. Um, but it's just, again, you know, it's very, very questionable officiating decisions that I think if this were to happen to, um, or if this were to happen in a different league or in a different team, in all honesty, it's probably a bit of a bigger story as opposed to just a few comments on the, the social media platforms that we know. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily, I mean, another odd, besides that, the handball decision that I guess is 50-50 to be fair, but then in the second half, you have a handball called what's, or what seemed like it was a handball call on Tosti, uh, Castellanos. There, there really wasn't any clarification on that, but the, the call or the ball, it's called for handball, excuse me. Gary McKay Steven puts it in the back of the net, but it's obviously called back because of the handball. Now, obviously, you could argue that DC's defenders switched off because the whistle was blown. Maybe that's true. Either way, the ball's in the back of the net. No less than less than three seconds later. So I I would hope for DC United's sake that the players don't switch off that uh, that easily. But regardless, um, the game ends nil nil, and NYCFC get a point. All in all, it's it's not really a good point. It's because you have so many chances. NYCFC had so many chances, and it's just again. DC United played such a, such a frustrating game. I mean, if I was a DC United fan, I guess it depends on what what your what you want the outcome to be. But I here's how I put it: DC United was home. If they had fans in the stands, if it was a normal if it was a normal Sunday night game, that would not go over well with the home crowd. It just wouldn't. I mean. I mean, this picture of who was in Yankee Stadium, NYCFC, played like that. I mean, I guess it obviously could be circumstantial. You know, if you're desperate for a point, then maybe you play like that. But even then, it's just very, very frustrating game. On so many missed chances just to beat a dead horse. Um, it's extremely disappointing. Extremely disappointing. Taking a look at the live standings. Currently, right now, Columbus is on top. They are currently uh, in they are currently beating FC FC Cincinnati 3-0. So they will continue to grow their lead in the Eastern Conference. And Philadelphia is in second. Toronto is in third. Orlando is in fourth. The diff- the gap between Philadelphia and Orlando is two points. New England is in fifth with 14. Then is the Montreal Impact with eight games played. So they do have two games in hand on every single team above them. And they have 13 points. And then the team below Montreal in seventh place, the final playoff spot, is NYCFC. In 10 games, they have 13 points with four wins. The team in eighth is Atlanta United, who are obviously clearly struggling with 11 points. However, they are missing... Or and or have sold a few of their 
key pieces, and obviously Jose Martinez um, still out with his, at the, uh, at the time, at least season-ending injury, but of course, I imagine it will continue to be a season-ending It will continue to be a season-ending injury, as I don't think the season is going to last um, that long, considering it's September, and the season is going to end in October. Anyway, back to the point. Anyways, this is, after all, NYCFC reaction. DC United, um, and also, excuse me, um, below Atlanta United in ninth place are the Red Bulls with 11 points, and DC is below them in 10th uh, with 10 points. So again, I you know, I guess if you're DC United, I guess you got what you wanted. You're in striking distance of the playoff spot. But again, you, you know, NYCFC gets a win. They get 15 points, and they're up in the fifth place. Obviously, there are you know some games in hand here and there, like in Atlanta and Montreal, but. Ultimately, you're in fifth place. Obviously, it could have been worse. Again, I said it in an episode a while ago. If you're an Eastern Conference, if, if it's an Eastern Conference matchup, then I always consider it to be a six-point game because obviously, if you win, you get three points. But if, uh, and more importantly, in some cases, the team that you're playing against doesn't get three points. So, for example, in this hypothetically speaking, if DC United were to get the three points, then they would be ahead. Of NYCFC, or no, they would be level on points with NYCFC, excuse me. But regardless, that is a look at the Eastern Conference standings. So, NYCFC, the teams that are behind, to wrap up the teams that are behind them after DC United, it is Cincinnati, Nashville, Chicago, and Inter Miami. So, I don't really think there's the only team that might come back to kind of try to steal that playoff spot is Atlanta United. The Red Bulls, hate to admit it, even though they've looked really bad these past few games, of course, except when they played New York City, I still do think they might have a slim chance to compete, depending. But all in all, I believe that it's really NYCFC's playoff chance to lose. I mean, I've said this repeatedly on this podcast, but it is harder to miss the playoffs than it is to make it. Obviously, if you do the math, 14 teams in the Eastern Conference, 7 go to the playoffs, so it's 50-50. But if you look at the teams that are missing the playoffs, you have Atlanta United, the Red Bulls, D.C. United, Cincinnati, Nashville, and Chicago and into Miami. Of course, we are 8 to 10 games in, so take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, an MLS sense could change, but none of those teams, apart from Atlanta United, and maybe D.C. United even, and maybe the Red Bulls, really have a very good chance making it to the playoffs. So NYCFC is really only, the only major competitor I think NYCFC would have is Atlanta United. Um, that's just all, and that is because as bad as they are, they will spend money if they are able, if, you know, if there's a guy they really want, they feel like they can get, they will spend money to get him. And you saw with DC United a few years ago when they acquired Wayne Rooney, you know, Things can change really quick in MLS, so you don't want to you don't want to write any team out, and that's why I'm gonna you know up until about DC, I think DC, the Red Bulls, Atlanta could all compete uh, for that seventh playoff spot, and I do think NYCFC will obviously. I mean, it's just a very frustrating loss, but it does not mean that NYCFC played poorly. They couldn't finish. That was the only bad thing they did. I think. I mean, NYCFC next play FC Cincinnati 
if they lose that game or draw that game, then yes, we can worry. But as long as they win that game, end phase one on a pretty good note, most likely end phase one on a playoff spot, depending, of course, on where things elsewhere around the league. But Atlanta United, are they going to get a win? Maybe. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to tell with them. They're, they're always kind of, they're always kind of a scary team, but they really have not looked good in these past few match days. But so as mentioned, um, a few points for this NYCFC game. The finishing has to be better consistently, and it has been an issue. Um, and does a bear? You know, does he deserve to start? You know. Does he, did he do good enough? I mean, like, he is not at all what he was last season. And obviously, you know, it's a new coach, whatever you want to say. But maybe it's time to have him, have him come off the bench. And also, speaking of coming off the bench, I understand that, you know, coaches have favorites and they players or excuse me the coach may prefer this you know this player over or another player but I do not understand some of the substitutions that Ronnie Dyler continues to make which seems like every single game. Guy Mackay Steven it's nothing against him but he really has not other than a nice hockey assist against Toronto which albeit was a very good hockey assist very good play which was the dagger in, in uh, Toronto again at the time? It was a very big win, and even now, for what it's worth, it was a nice, it was a nice feel good win. But regardless, other than that, you know how, what has he done for NYCFC? And he's consistently getting a decent amount of minutes coming off the bench. You know, obviously he started last week or last game, excuse me. And to be honest, to be fair, you know, the rest of the subs, I guess I really don't necessarily have a problem with them. Obviously, you know. Ismael Tessieri Stradi, of course, you know, makes sense. Castellanos makes sense. Goody, eh, I, 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 I don't know. I guess, I guess I personally would have liked to see someone else. I mean, again, I don't necessarily know what the, the fitness level is, but Matrita is a designated player. Spent a decent amount of money for him. I feel like if he was in a, you know, I feel like if the NYCFC needed anyone, it was, it was Matrita. But again, didn't really know what what his what his uh, status was. He wasn't listed in the health uh, report or anything, but maybe there's maybe they just wanted to give him a rest. I don't know, but yeah, uh, it's a very frustrating game. And again, I just I would really be interested to see what, or know what a DC United fan would think about this game. Because all I can think about is, all I can think about is, how would the fans react to that performance if they were fans in the stands? I mean, that was, that was the equivalent of watching paint dry. I mean, they really played for a draw. I mean, they were outshot nineteen to zero. They were out possessed seventy to thirty, and at the end of the day, credit to DC United. NYCFC didn't make them pay for it. NYCFC, 
got nothing. Well, they got a point out of it. But it feels like they got nothing. It feels like a loss. I mean, again, in a shorter MLS season, maybe you take the road the road points when you could get them. But this is a, extremely disappointing to me. This, I've said it a million times because this is... I don't, I don't know what else to say. But, you know... There's always next week. And that's that's what we really have to focus on, I guess. On on to the next one. So the next game, as I've as I've said, is NYCFC taking on FC Cincinnati. That game will be September twelfth at seven PM. NYCFC will be quote unquote home with an asterisk and they will be playing in Red Bull Arena. And that will also close out phase one. Of the MLS restart. So to summarize. Again. It wasn't that NYCFC played bad. I thought it was actually one of their better games all season. It's just. They couldn't finish. They could not finish for the life of them. And naturally that will come back to haunt you. As it did. So. Um, just. You know. that's That's the final thought. Extremely frustrating game, but no, you have FC Cincinnati. You have FC Cincinnati next week, and you just have to hope that they can put a few goals past them. Obviously, you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch, but on paper, you would like to think that NYCFC are going to beat FC Cincinnati. Um, and hope hopefully they can put a few goals past them. Hopefully we can build some of the confidence and get ready for phase two, assuming there is going to be a phase two of the restart. And we can continue to build, put this game behind us. For what it's worth, it's four straight games without a loss. Obviously, we started the MLS regular season with four straight losses. So tiny, 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 tiny positive is that it could have been worse, but obviously it still feels like a loss. And that will do it. For this episode of the Blue Side of New York Sports Podcast, NYCFC immediate reaction episode. Once again, your final score NYCFC 0, DC United 0. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next Blue Side of New York Sports Podcast.